Welcome back to another week of the Rev MD podcast. This week, we're going to talk about out of network patients. And I just have a favor to ask if you guys have been enjoying the podcast and listening, please go to Apple podcast and leave us a review. This is the best way for us to be able to continue spreading the word regarding medical billing and coding tips and helping physicians really have their practices thrive when it comes to revenue from insurances. All right. Welcome back to another week of the RevMD. I am so excited this week to have our guest speaker, Dr. Mary, here, who is not only an amazing physician who takes care of her patients, but she also takes care of other physicians. And she has a knack and a passion to help, you know, whether it's improve your efficiency and kind of helping docs with um, things that they can do to make their day easier, or even ways to make, you know, the day go by faster and, and have the right mindset to things. So um, without further ado, I am excited to welcome Dr. Mary. Um, Dr. Mary, thanks for coming. Thank you so much for ha- having me today. Yeah. And I'd love to just hear a little bit about you and your your career as a physician. So tell me, tell me a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, so um, I am originally from Hong Kong and I grew up there. Uh, my parents happen to be both physicians. So growing up, I I would just always hear about medical things, you know, about their patients, how they would just pick on each other's brain uh, in a fun way during dinner. And um, I think it was just kind of uh, almost a given uh, that, oh, you know, uh, being a physician would be the way to help other people. And uh, thankfully, my parents did not really force me into the medical field. And in fact, my other siblings are not in medicine. So uh, fast forward is, um, you know, that so that was always my path. And, um, and I just studied, you know, got into medical school, you know, residency and fellowship. So um, I was trained in uh, internal medicine, and then uh, further training of subspecialized in hematology and medical oncology. So um, so I got the three board certifications and uh, now I'm practicing uh, as a full-time, you know, hematologist, medical oncologist. Oh, that's great. And so, so I assume you're seeing patients both uh, in the hospital as well as outpatient, right? Yes. So um, mostly in the outpatient setting and um, in our practice, there a total of eight physicians. So uh, we would take turns to round in the hospital a week at a time, well, a week meaning Monday through Friday. And then uh, we do weekend calls also taking turns about one every eight weekends. Okay. That's awesome. And so, you know, I think you've seen everything from practices and how you know, things can go well and how things can maybe sometimes not be optimized. And so, and I know that you had a free course a few weeks ago about charting and tips with charting. Tell me a little bit more about that and and how that is intended to kind of help physicians manage their day. Yes. So there so many physicians that um, needed to do some sort of charting. You know, if you're in clinical medicine, you have to, especially, um, you know, when you're seeing patients in the clinic setting. Um, A lot of times I would hear physicians say that, oh, you know, charting, it's like the worst thing in the world. Uh, It's the bane of my existence. And 
up to 70% of physicians reported to be moderately to severely burnt out. And a lot of it is from just having to chart and charting kind of push, you know, um, the time back for physicians to go home. And, um, you know, it's already a long day and you still have a pile of charts to do. I mean, electronically now, but, you know, literally speaking, it's, it's just a ton to do. So, and actually me, myself, I have experienced that, you know, very same problem is that um, I would see a whole day of patients. And, um, and then because I initially believed that, oh, I had to, you know, keep my patient um, appointments as on time as possible. So I would start to pile on charts undone. And uh, by the end of the day, it would be, you know, so many charts. And um, I, I was taking so much longer to finish the charts. And I, you know, when I went home past seven, I just went home because I wanted to see my young kids before they went to bed. And um, I, a lot of times I would still have to chart some more before the night ended and um, went to bed, slept for a few hours, woke up and had the day start all over again. So then fast forward uh, came COVID and um, the pandemic just made me realize that, oh, you know, going home on time was really precious and wonderful feeling. And at that same time, I um, came across physician coaching and I joined a physician coaching program. And at the same time is I wanted to learn more because it made so much sense to me that I also uh, joined the certification program as a life coach. So both together that I was able to cut down my charting time by managing my mind and working with a coach by two hours a day. So now I am going home on time and I have actually extra time to, you know, to do whatever I want and including, you know, um, starting my coaching business, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's, you know, and I think a lot of folks recognize that, shoot, how do I, you know, control both my mind as well as um, the time of the day, right? I mean, you need strategies to manage both and they do, you know, interact with one another. So if you want to give the listeners maybe one or two tips that you learned in order to help, help you decrease that chart time, that would be great. Yes. So I think one of the kind of a prerequisite is you have to know your EHR well, you know, um, uh, you know, of course, practice makes perfect. If you just have a brand new one, just do your best to, if they have, you know, training modules, if they have in-person training, you know, do your best to go to all of those things because, you know, there are little tips that sometimes is not as intuitive for you to figure it out on your own. And that takes time to figure it out yourself rather than having someone else to show you. So that being said is I would say uh, to make the day more efficient is one, you have to set the goal of, you know, just determine how, you know, or um, how many hours you want to spend in um, 
say in, in the hospital or in the outpatient setting time. So once you set that goal, is you you want to be very focused and determined and just remind yourself throughout the day um, that is your goal. And why you have that goal is, well, for me, for example, is I just want to go home on time to spend with my family and do something that I would enjoy to do outside of work, even though, you know, I love seeing my patients and helping them. So, so that's one big thing. Second is once you set the goal is, you know, you um, beware or just realize kind of what kind of fuel you're using uh, throughout the day. And I think it's very important or uh, very helpful to have a positive tank of fuel. So the positive type of fuels are like, for example, uh, being focused, determined, um, rather than the negative fuel, which is like the frustration, um, the anger, because yeah, those can probably fuel you, you know, part of the day, but I think at the end you will feel so drained and uh, you don't want to do it anymore. So I think throughout the day, just be also um, just encourage yourself that, Hey, I have two charts done only 20 more to go, or, you know, something like that. Just, just give yourself like, you know, little wins to celebrate throughout the day. And, and that, you know, especially the second half of the day. So for me, it was that it was really consistently the second half of the day that I started to quote unquote, fell off the wagon and uh, was not able to keep writing my charts uh, after seeing the patients. And so the, um, um, you know, with, with the positive fuel, I would just say the mo more efficient way to do it is really see the patient. And if you can, while you're seeing the patient, just type up the notes um, uh, as much as you can. And uh, after seeing the patient, and if you still have part of the chart undone, just finish it right away because it's still fresh in your mind. And, um, and, and then when you're done with that patient with the chart, then you can have your full attention for your next patient. Um, another point uh, that I would like to make is actually, uh, this is a team effort. So the whole clinic day is really a team effort, you know, uh, with your staff members, you know, in the front, and also the, the MAs, the nurses, or um, uh, the, you know, your if you have physician assistants and nurse practitioners. So, so, you know, you want to streamline as Heather, you like to talk about, you know, streamlining and um, uh, really develop some uh, specific guidelines or standard operations to say, hey, when you're supposed to call the doctor to pick up the phone or when are you supposed to transfer the phone calls and what, what you can, you know, wait until the end of the day or just send messages through EHR. And um, also um, the nurse is also the same thing. It's like, you know, um, is the first line of defense uh, nurses except for such and such situations. Of course, there will always be something you know, out of expectation, something, some surprises throughout the day, and you kind of, you know, expect it and expect it also. Um, but I think those will help. And for physicians themselves, it's important to just figure out, okay, when you decide to, you know, look at your messages and um, just minimize distractions, because every time 
you switch your brain from even one patient to another, it takes that much effort to switch back. And so that actually the little bit adds up every time when you switch back and forth. Um, and um, I think for um, to work as a team with your team members is, uh, again, a, a positive attitude is very important because it's always great to be in an uplifting environment and be encouraging. And I believe that, you know, no matter how much you don't like that person, for example, there's always something good about a person that you can focus on and um, and be encouraging. And um, I think just say if someone made a mistake, it's an honest mistake, just be more encouraging and just point out, oh, what can be done better next time rather than blaming, you know, the, the person or the situation. So I think those are kind of like the three main tips I have. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I mean, so, and you know, it's, it's easy in the, in the moment, right. Where something doesn't go right. It's so easy to just like get upset and, and that doesn't help any situation. So, I mean, I love the things that you went over. I mean, I do think it's really important that you do have an idea of what you want your day to look like. Like whether that's a, a year goal, a month goal, or a day goal, having some idea of, okay, you know, if I'm going to see this number of patients, which I know we can't always control, but if I'm going to see this number of patients, what do I want my hours to be? And then how do I accomplish that? How do I get done everything I need to get done in those hours? Do I need to be asking you know, for scribes, if that makes sense. Um, you know, and if you're a small practice, maybe, you know, all the physicians, if you're partners, then you chip in and say, that's going to be an overhead expense because then we get to see three more patients or then we get to go home on time and that's, you know, keeps physicians happy. And so, you know, I think setting a goal, understanding, you know, the dynamics in your practice in terms of being able to accomplish that goal. And then of course, like you said, you know, having the right, outlook on things, right? I mean, if I think if all of us wake mm -hmm. up every day and we're like, oh, I have to wake up and I have to go to work and gosh, do I have to do this? Like, of course it's going to be miserable. And like, <laughs> you're not going to have that, you know, aha moment when you need it. And so, um, you know, having that mindset, having that, you know, organization, I think is absolutely key. Having, you know, your team members to bouncing off of, you know, I'm always about, KPIs and saying, okay, here's a process. We don't like the way it looks. Let's get the right people to provide input on, okay, what are the things we could change? And then let's try one, see if it improves or if we need to kind of start over again. And like you mentioned, I'm a big, and you know, I'm a pathologist, right? So SOPs are like our world. We live in a very regulated world, love a good SOP, a standard operating procedure. And so to me, if the more SOPs you can have for processes in your in your uh, department, the better. And I know you and I have both learned that not only can you have an SOP, but if you create a video to go with the SOP, <laughs> then you can have this little like training guide. So when you get new employees, you're not sitting down and going, okay, step one is this and step two is this. You're like, here's your training guide and here's the video that goes over it. And I think the more you kind of organize yourself, you'll you'll start to find that time then starts to unwind, right? You start to have more time to get out of the office or complete the note and then get out of the office. So, I mean, I think I think all of those are just great tips. And um, I, you know, I I know that I, you know, you have a coaching program. I'd love to hear more about your company and just your passion to help other physicians as they kind of navigate you know, just challenges in the healthcare field. 
Yeah. So um, because I've gone through, you know, really beyond burnt out and um, to just be it be a lot of different reasons, you know, the, the whole medical system, the, the practice and how, you know, everything is structured. And, uh, and of course, you know, I felt like I was stuck. I did not have enough time to be myself. And uh, so through coaching, that really transformed my life, my outlook. And um, I feel like I really gained back time uh, that I didn't imagine, I couldn't imagine uh, that I would have back. And so, you know, with that, I just wanted to help other physicians to achieve the same thing. And just backtrack a little bit is uh, when I went into medicine, I was thinking more like, I, you know, yes, I want to help people and I want to help people and learn about them as a person, not just their diseases or their diagnoses. I like the continuity. Um, so, so I went into, you know, more into medical oncology and hematology too. You, you know, I, I keep seeing the same patients and I would, you know, know what, you know, particular things they do, like in terms of exercise or, you know, even about their families. So um, unfortunately, a lot of times in uh, the real life setting is we have very limited time to get to really know our patients just because, you know, uh, be it be organizations set RVUs, you know, that you have to see patients every 15 minutes. Um, so, you know, I really don't, get to know my patients, you know, as well as I want to. With coaching is, you know, we, we get to help people and uh, get to know that person as a person. And, um, uh, and then we can talk about whatever, you know, the client wants to talk about and help in, in that way. So, so that's, you know, really what I enjoy and what, uh, where my passion is. So um, I, you know, set up my company Shining with Gratitude MD it's because I am just so thankful of what I've gone through and I'm on the other side of burned out and I want to help other physicians to go through the same. I mean, you know, um, especially when they feel stuck, there's no way out. Um, they're overwhelmed, you know, they're uh, stressed. And I just want to help them uh, really, you know, just see, um, have more clarity in their lives and uh, to regain control and to rediscover joy in life. So uh, another question I had is where can people find you? You know, I, you know, myself have seen a lot of physicians who, you know, really benefit from whether it's one-on-one -on -one or group or, or even, you know, your courses like you're doing with, um, with the charts and um, all the other free research resources you have. I know that folks would um, love to hear more. And so where can they find you and, and how do they, how do they get in touch if they want to reach out? My, you can find me on, um, or ch check out more about me on my website, www.shiningwithgratitudemd.com. And you can email me at shiningwithgratitudemd 
at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Mary Lung MD, and LinkedIn, also Mary Lung MD. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to have had you this week to share some of those tips. And I know our listeners kind of, you know, sometimes just need to hear what others have done that have worked to help, um, you know, make their practices work and flow better. So I appreciate you being on today and thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.